Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, we are talking about one of our favorite subjects, which is travel. And we have the honor of speaking with Katie Williams. She is the creative force behind TravelingSpud.com, an award-winning travel and lifestyle blog based in Boise, Idaho. She has a passion for exploration and a love for her home state, and she's also established herself as an expert in uncovering extraordinary experiences for experienced and aspiring travelers. So, um, we love Katie. She's been to 45 countries and beyond, and you should also follow her Instagram, which is Traveling Spud, because she has been everywhere that you wouldn't really suspect someone to go for solo travel or group travel like Lebanon. She's been to France domestically all over the country, and you can really pick up some travel tips and some inspiration on where you should go next. Katie, thanks for being online with us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Katie, where did the name Traveling Spud come from? Was it like a silly thing a grandpa said? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I wish. Thanks, yeah. I was laying in bed last night wondering where it like came from. Sometimes I wonder why I also chose that name. <laughs> I like it's kind it. Of like a masculine energy name, but I do still really like it. And a lot of my friends call me the Spud. Yeah. And you guys do sometimes, but I was living in San Francisco at the time and I am from Idaho originally. I wanted something that I could create. That's kind of like an ode to Idaho. That's where I'm from. Um, I was going to be the traveling tourist cause I'm a tourist. Uh, uh, what, what if it didn't land the same though? I, I like Now that I'm back in Idaho, it's perfect because it's traveling spud just fits. I'm based here, but I do travel all over the place. So um, I do do a lot of Idaho content, but then I sort of mix it. So I got that and I was like, you know, it kind of, kind of goes. I like potatoes too. So I mean, who 
<laughs> it's kind of just like you're a, a moving moving force, right? Yeah. Yeah. Use the potato on top of a hill. Well, I know you're from Idaho and then you spent, you know, a large portion of your adult life in San Francisco, like you mentioned, and then you picked up and you did years of solo travel. Yes. And that's where you did a majority of your 45 countries you visited. Can you tell us kind of about what inspired you to start traveling and the confidence you had just to be like, hey, I'm going to go do it. Especially knowing like the Idaho culture, I don't think a lot of people have ever even really left. Like a, wow. a, tri- a trip here is like driving with the family to Oregon coast, which is lovely, but it's, it's a different pace. It's not like being in LA and you can just get on any flight and it's pretty affordable. Like it's a big deal to leave Idaho. Yeah, it is. And I grew up in Twin Falls where it's a small town. Um, we did just go to the mountains for our vacations. Um, and then I got the opportunity to go do a service trip in, well, at first I got to study abroad in London and the culture there is very similar to us. So it wasn't like that crazy, but then I went into a service trip in Ghana and Africa. And that was like, Whoa, okay. I can travel here. Like I can travel anywhere. And that's where I got my travel bug blew me away. The people were amazing. And it just was really fun. And I was like, I'm just going to try to travel as much as possible going forward. Uh, and then in San Francisco, my job was actually working in events. So I was traveling a ton for uh, the tech companies that I would work for. And I would just like tack on weekends. I'd do a trade show and then I just like tr- try to travel more. And that's how I got the travel blog started while I was doing my tech jobs. Uh, and then I just was like, I don't want to work for someone else and travel. I just want to go and just take a break. And I have no kids. I'm not married. I don't have a boyfriend, nothing. So I'm just going to do it. So I quit my job. I saved up. Like this was a plan. I was very scared. Like traveling solo, like you said, Sonia is kind of freaky for people. And I just did so much research. People were like, you're never going to be able to get a job when you get back. How, what if you run out of money? What if someone steals all your stuff? You know, all these fears that I had, I literally had to sit with myself and be like, everything is telling me I have to do this. So I'm going to not listen to these fears, try to think of what, what's the best thing that could happen. And like, what's the best outcome. And, um, it was freaky, I will say, but like, once I got out there for like the first few weeks, I'm like, yes, this is what I've been meaning to do. So my where was the first stop? Iceland. I I had a few martinis and at like happy hour one night. And I found a flight to Iceland from San Francisco for $400. (laughs) I booked it because I didn't even think about it. I'm like, I'm doing this. I have to have a date to actually leave or else I'm never going to do it. So do you have any booking tips? Like, is that true to like do incognito mode on your computer and also like book on a Tuesday? Do you find that that's I actually- think, Yeah, I think there is something to be said about it, um, but I wouldn't lay all your eggs in that basket. My, my, my main advice, which is annoying for people who have like full-time jobs is flexibility is gonna get you the cheapest flights. If you can fly out on like a Tuesday- you know, come home on a Wednesday versus like the weekends are obviously yeah. going to be the most expensive. Um, and just in general, things are just going crazy expensive right now because people are back at it, back ready to travel. So it'll die off probably. But I bet. I wonder what it's like for like 
European economies and like South America and stuff, if they're like, yay, Americans are back spending their money. <laughs> it's probably pros and cons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when we were still shut down and you said that the next few years is going to be like revenge travel. Like everyone couldn't travel. So now we're like, let's get out of here. Yeah. And even like national parks and people have just started to explore like, oh, the outdoors and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so even national what parks. Are pretty... <laughs> what? What a concept. What a concept. <laughs> Going outside. Going outdoors. I love it. I mean, I need, I need to go to a national park. I've like never been to any. <laughs> I know I'm we live in Glacier National Park and Banff and Jasper, which is in Canada, but I want to go ASAP. Me too. I haven't been to those either. So wait, so you're in Iceland. This is your first stop. Did you yeah. know you were going to spend two years traveling? Well, I ended up spending a year and like four oh, years, but okay no my I originally my plan was six months and I was going to keep my apartment in San Francisco and do like some sketchy lease situation but then I just decided to sell all my stuff and I was like if I come back I can easily you know get a new apartment and stuff like that but I ended up uh going with a friend to Iceland so that helped so if you ever are thinking of going to travel solo like maybe start your trip with someone and then they leave and then you're like but I kind of like got a country under my belt, kind of figured it out. So I did Iceland. And then I also met people in Germany for Oktoberfest. So my first like couple weeks were not solo. And yeah. then I was solo, um, like traveling through Europe. And I actually preferred the solo travel, sorry to my friends, but it just was like, I could do whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. Like I could meet and go off with whoever I wanted and just like to go see a museum if I wanted to, but I didn't need to read every little plaque like some people like to do. So it was just nice to just be able to, I guess, do whatever. I yeah, want. there's something to be said about not following someone else's itinerary. I, I luckily flew to Bali with a friend and she stayed a week with me and then I stayed two more alone and I enjoyed the two more alone. Yeah, and it's not mean to our friends, but it's just like I was more open and got to meet all these people from different cultures and, you know, shop and eat. And she was more like, I want to lay at the pool at the day club. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, Bali is awesome. Also. Yeah. <laughs> and but I also that's true. Like, I feel like when you are um, traveling by yourself, people are more willing to kind of come up to you you are maybe more open mm -hmm. um I've noticed that if I'm traveling with even one other person I feel more like oh I have this crutch almost so I'm not willing also willing to like meet new people so it is nice when you are solo you you think that you're gonna be lonely the whole time but really it's like almost overstimulating you meet people every day all the time it's just trains yeah. planes hostels wherever <laughs> it's cool I'm thinking about I like ended up in like the Gilly Islands and these Aussie girls like were like come to dinner with us and like I feel like if I had a friend or like if I was with Sonia like they wouldn't invite two people like right. it would just never have happened and yeah. it was like a funny different kind of dinner <laughs> totally yeah. yeah you can get some really cool experiences that you maybe wouldn't have had mm -hmm. doing it solo I think I feel like that's really good advice for anybody. And it's funny you both said that because I was on, I follow Girls Love Travel just mm -hmm. on Facebook. Yeah. 
I'm an older millennial. I'm and, here too. <laughs> and someone literally gave that advice. And she was like, I don't even, I know I don't want to travel with my friend. And everyone in the comments was like, just fly to the destination with your friend and then have an agreement that after so many days, you're going to go do your solo thing or X, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to go off and do this because I want to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. And I think just communicating that and being upfront and then like allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to have that experience, like by yourself where you are more open will like give you the best experience and stories ever. Yeah. And, and it totally can improve your social skills or <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I didn't tell everyone the, the, like, there's two lines you need to know to start to meet people. It's like mm-hmm. one, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And two, how long have you been here? Like, <laughs> where should I go? Where should I go? I don't know why I think that's funny. You go, have you eaten? Yeah. You want to go get lunch? <laughs> and most people are like, yeah, right. You know, yeah. I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Have you ever befriended someone on a trip, though, that like was a stage nine clinger and you wanted to get rid of them immediately? And you're like, why have I done this? Yeah, I've definitely had like, people who I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Um, but mm. I, because I was traveling the whole thing alone, it was sort of easy to just be like, Hey, I'm leaving Lady. tomorrow. You know, I've had three days here. I did have one experience where I traveled a quite a long time with a guy from Iceland for like three months, two months. And we definitely got sick of each other towards the end. Um, but you know, we kind of amicably split because we were doing our solo journeys and we both were like, let's just go off back on our own now. It's time. <laughs> um, he's my brother's age. And so we were just like having a good time and everyone thought I was Iceland. Icelandic while I was traveling with him. So it was fun, but yeah. yeah. I think there's, it's interesting because I'm like, there's two types of travelers in me. It's like one, I want to go to Cabo and lay at the beach with my friends. And then two, I like on a whim want to be like, I want to get that beep out of here. Yeah. It's like go somewhere new. And I feel like, why do we get those urges to like solo travel? Do you have any insight? Like just like the feeling and the discovery. I think it's like having some adventure, getting out of the mundane of like what you're used to and, you know, meeting new people you never would have, having experiences that you never would have. It's exciting. It is exciting. It, it, I, I told my husband, now husband, like before we started dating and really got married, I was like, I have to take a solo trip like once a year. You just need to know that. And he was like, okay, <laughs> I'm good. But in solo good travel, can actually so- two. <laughs> yeah, but I was just going to be like five. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I do think like solo travel can be many different. There can be many different types of solo travel. So like group trips, can still be solo travel you going on a group trip by yourself not knowing anyone those are great ways to meet new friends meet new people um I've done a ton of those I still consider that solo travel if I'm going and I don't know anyone because it's like it is it's putting myself out of my comfort zone I'm meeting new people um yeah you're sharing a room with a stranger stranger. yep (laughs) and many times how was that when you hosted, is it the Maldives or the Maldives? Oh, I went on a trip with my friend. Um, my friend Alex does group trips and I did, I went on hers instead of the Maldives. And how many women were on a boat? 24. 
That was pretty cool. It was so cool. Ch definitely check out her trips. They're Wonder Woman retreats. They're all women run retreats. Um, but that was so cool because you just meet a lot of people that are kind of like minded and you know, like not rushing life and feeling like you have to have all these like timelines you need to hit. It was just nice to be with a really fun community of women who love to travel and they were big. Everyone was diving and getting, it was like a massage dive trip. So it was, <laughs> so we all had a great time. Um, but yeah, I've done a lot of group trips, um, especially places like Lebanon, for example, I went a couple years ago and that that's not somewhere that I would travel by myself. Um, and I also wouldn't go there, um, without a group yeah. just because like, um, it's hard to get around transportation wise. And then same with I Iran, I went there in 2016 and I went with a group on that too. Um, I know when you were in Lebanon, I was on your Instagram every day, making sure you were safe because <laughs> the bomb, there were bombings. Like there was, it was, they were out of school. And so there was some crazy stuff going on there. It yeah. still is kind of wild, but. It was awesome though. Like highly recommend anyone going there, but I love the Middle East. So, you know, I'm biased, but. Our friend just went to Dubai and raved about it. Oh, nice. Yeah. To live in Tel Aviv. Oh, and it's. could get the golden ticket to get in there and stay for more than like 29 days or something. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Dubai, is, Dubai was wild for me just because it's like, what's the word where it's like two contrasting things. So it's like someone's in a full burqa walking around and then someone's wearing a bikini top and short shorts going on a run. So it's yeah. like oxymoron. Is that an oxymoron? I don't know what the word is, but that was a really big trip for me in terms of like culturally. You're just like, wow, everything's accepted here. It's just wild. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Who's the lady in the bikini? How is she allowed um, to be in the bikini? Oh, it's not in Dubai. They're not strict on that. Okay. Just other like so outside. Yeah. You don't have, that's not in like a really rural country, I guess, but like the rest of the Emirates are more strict. It's just Dubai where they're pretty liberal on dress. Well, that's good. Get some <laughs> excitement in Dubai. So that yeah. leads us into, we wanted to get some tips on safety. Okay. Yeah. Like, what are your big three? Like we mentioned, like everyone knows, like check, like currency, check the water safety, check the neighborhood right. you're staying in. But what have you discovered that's personal that someone could be like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Um, let's see if something that someone wouldn't have thought of. Um, well, everyone's going to think of this, but I have to say it because it's just like literally being aware and trusting your instincts. I had great experiences. Um, and I, but I did have some scary type of experiences, especially involving alcohol. So if you are a drinker, if you go bar hopping, um, make sure you're watching your drink, make sure you see who's pouring it. This is like kind of basic knowledge, but when you're in a different country, over drinking can really be bad. <laughs> Yeah. Like you could, something could happen. So like really watching what, what you're drinking, how much, um, that kind of thing. I stayed in a lot of hostels, which was really nice. So I had like groups that I would go out with, but that's another tip that I had is like not going out at night when you're by yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's a kind of a big one, like being aware, which is probably just obvious, but something no, that's that a great mention. Point. 
That's a great reminder. Um, and then the second one is arrive, try to arrive into new countries, new cities in the daytime, especially if you're solo female, because I've had, I had instances where I would get in late and then I, I wouldn't maybe have Wi-Fi, And then I'd be like, where's my, I don't even know where my train is or like whatever. And so getting there in the daytime, it just make, it'll just make you feel safer in general. You'll be able to ask people, there'll be people working and a lot of people around. It'll just make you feel better. Um, wait, what do you do if it's just an accident and you got a delay and you, it's the middle of the night. Do you stay in, to me? Do you stay in the airport and wait it out or like, what? No, I'd usually that? just, um, try to ask someone that's around, like you'll, you'll figure it out. It's just less, de- it's less desirable. Yeah. It's like, I, I got stranded in Austria and I hadn't like another tip screenshot where you're staying, make, be sure that, you know, beforehand research, research, research. That's like a huge tip for me before you enter into a new country or city is like how you're going to get to your destination. Um, how you're going to get to your Airbnb or your hotel or whatever. Are you taking the train? Is it running when you get there? Um, are you going to take an Uber? Do they even have Ubers? Are you taking taxis? Is it cash only in taxis? Can you use a card? Um, that kind of thing. And then maybe learn a few bits of a language, like thank you and please, or one, two that I like to learn uh, before I go. But yeah, to answer your question, it's kind of like, you know, using common sense and trying to just figure it out. <laughs> Do you have travel plans this summer? Well, learn to speak like a local with Babbel. Because with Babbel, you can start speaking a new language in just three weeks. What I love about Babbel is that it's designed by real people to have real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. I'm currently using Babbel to learn Spanish. And it's really going to help me pick up the conversation on how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants, all without having to pull out my phone and go to a language app. So we have a special, it's a limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash girlpowerful. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash girlpowerful, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash girlpowerful. Rules and restrictions may apply. Um, So in December, when I went to Tulum, you fly into Cancun, you know, you drive two and a half hours to Tulum. Yeah. And I arrived in the drive. This, it was, the sun was setting and I had a driver pick me up. But when I got there in Tulum and I'm staying at an Airbnb where all the girls in my yoga group, you know, were staying in this whole complex, but still, you know, I'm by myself. Yeah. He just drops me off like right at the door and like speeds away. And I thank God I had my screenshots of how to get into the building because every Airbnb was different. So there are all these lock boxes and I, it was probably, it was really terrifying, honestly. I'm like, Sonia, calm down, calm down. Cause it wasn't like the hotel part. We weren't on the beach. We were in the city. So I had these two huge suitcases and I'm like trying to get into all these different lock boxes. And I had the key and I'm going around and I like, couldn't get in. Oh, God. I was terrified. 
scary terrified and everybody you know like driving by looking at me and I'm just like well you're stuck you know and I think too like mentally preparing myself I was in like fight or flight mode and I could have calmed myself down like I'm safe I'm protected nothing's happening to me I think the huge connotation around Mexico is like it's scary and dangerous and you're gonna die mm-hmm. and it was like nothing happened I got in but thank God it was because I How'd had you- screenshots. Oh yeah. You had to like pull the door a certain way, you know, otherwise the key wouldn't turn. Okay. Anyway, but I got in and I was fine, but it was like scary 20 minutes of not being able to get into my Airbnb. Yeah. Streets with my suitcase <laughs> in a local that's, neighborhood. I was yeah, like, that's oh, why I, I had that happen a few times. Teddy this or my mom. <laughs> <laughs> You have to, yeah, the screenshots is important if you're not going to have Wi-Fi or you can't figure it out. That's a huge one. It's just knowing where to go and how to get in. Um, Scary. Yeah. I'm, I'm like weirdo. I like just want to go to like Hawaii. <laughs> That's nothing wrong with that. I know, but yeah, I, I need to like kind of get a little braver, more bravery in me. I think it just takes a few t- tries. It's not like it just happens. You just don't get like super good at solo travel or whatever. But I think that as, I mean, you've been to Bali, you've been around like. Yeah, I, I would do those. I do those surf. I was doing surf camps. So I'd meet up with people Yeah. in my That's 20s. A great, That's a great way to meet people too, is once you get to a country, like even joining up. I, my favorite thing to do is joining a free walking tour right when I get to like a new city. And yeah. meeting people that way, um, seeing, do you want to go to dinner later? Like, you know, yeah. Or, or like, even like, like camps. Like, yeah. Like take a surf lesson or something. Cause at least you're talking to people, yeah. you know, so you don't feel as lonely. Yeah, exactly. What's the third tip? Um, what did I, let's see. Okay. I think that mainly like, okay. I have two kind of quick one is like, do research on like common scams in certain areas because there are places that are known for certain ones like in Morocco my sister and I got scammed and like we just didn't didn't research about like common ones so if you know some common ones it's kind of nice like you don't dwell on them but it's nice to like be like okay if someone comes up to you and says they're from the U.S. and wants to take you to a tannery and it's free it's fake um wait is that what happened what happened Wait, what happened? Had a guy on a motorcycle come up, and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" He like heard our American accents and said he was from New York and wanted to chat with us. And he's like, "Oh, um, you guys, it's Ramadan, which is like when they fast." And so he's like, "We're doing like a special to get into this really cool tannery, which is they're known for their tanneries and their colorful ones in Morocco." Anyway, we were like, "Oh, cool, yeah." We're like walking this way, might as well. And then. they like took us through this whole spiel and shebang. And at the end they were like, Hey, give us our money. And we're like, you said it, your friend said it was free. And they're like, no, it's not free. Pay us now. And we're like, Oh my God, it was scary. Cause it's just the two of us. And like these three men, I think it was. And we're just like, oh my God, okay. I guess we'll pay you. And they're like, that's not enough. And we're just <gasps> like, okay, this is freaky. How much was it? Paying him. I can't remember. I think we ended up paying him like 30 US dollars, which is not that that big of a deal, but it was still like we got scammed. Um, At least you lived. We lived. And so 
lots of, I don't have a ton of crazy experiences like that, but you know, it can happen. And then um, my third one, the last one or fourth or fifth or whatever is like leverage technology because there's some really awesome apps out there. Um, you can now download Google Maps offline and you can do Google Translate offline and you can, um, Rome to Rio is one of my favorite apps for figuring out where to get somewhere, like where's the best route. Um, and then there's XE Currency, which is great for really quickly on the fly, figuring out like um, conversion rates and stuff like that. I have a lot of these on my blog, but um, definitely all the apps saved me in a lot of instances. So, yeah, that makes sense. I have one more. Am yeah. I you're like going over time? You're fine. Okay. Another one. <laughs> they're just popping into my head is, is um, let's say you have three bags. Like you have a regular bag, a purse and like a backpack. I recommend putting, dispersing your cash and your cards in each bag so that if some bag were to get stolen or somehow lost or something, you still have cash, um, US dollars or whatever, um, or you have an ATM card or something that you can use and you're not totally stranded. Um, That's really smart. Yeah. That's smart for any trip, really. Yeah. That's like if you're going to the beach, you put a bikini in your purse because you need to get in that bathing suit. Exactly. <laughs> and your toothbrush. I love that. Yeah. No, so oh, yeah. we were on a surf trip in, we were outside of Puerto Vallarta on a surf trip. Can't remember where we were. We were in uh, Sayulita. We were, oh, we were, we were outside of Sayulita. Putanita. Yeah. Anyway we were gone we were exploring the little strip and then when we came back they were the door was open to our room and this hotel it was kind of like they're independently owned condos but it was like a hotel do you remember that i forgot all about that that was a scary feeling our, our, our stomachs dropped it was like the first day we were there we're like why is our door open i remember like i always check the door like five times that is locked before i walk away and we were just, and then we walk in and we see muddy footprints on the tile and we we're like, oh no, we yeah. took taken everything. And then we go in and there was a guy in there working and I go straight to our bag and Teddy had put all of our cash in her surf bag. Um, like my, my board bag, her board bag and like shoved it in there. And I was like, thank God. She like thought to like put it somewhere kind to of hide it kind of not like a purse or a bag but it was in it was innocent like someone was in there working but they didn't notify us and it's like who knows what would have happened yeah in that moment I, I thought everything's gone all of our cash is gone oh yeah but so everyone, what do you recommend I know like Mexico like you should have money to tip and honestly like I spent I would take like 500 pesos a day that's all I would spend in Mexico it was insane how much was it? I don't know. How I don't know how much that is right now. Convert. It was 17 pesos for every US dollar, but it, it would like, I would get a smoothie and a coffee or breakfast. I'd get lunch. I'd go to dinner with the group. It was like the best, but let I me, mean, obviously Mexico, you bring cash, but do you have a rule of thumb? Like when do you use your credit card? When do you bring a bunch of cash? Mm. Yes. That's a good question. There are a lot of countries that are cash forward. So like Germany, they are cash is king there. So like most places don't even take card, which I was shocked. Really? But I always, 
I have this um, debit card, the Charles Schwab debit card that I basically only use it for travel because you don't have an ATM fee when you get money out. So every time I land somewhere, I do get cash out no matter what country I'm in, even if it's like, like Iceland is basically all credit cards, but I didn't know that at the time. It was still nice to have cash, I think for tipping like bellhops or anything like that. Um, but you don't want too much. Sometimes at the end, you're like left with too much of it. And yeah, but, um, I guess to answer that question that I, I usually always do have cash, uh, even when countries are just like, like I was just in Puerto Rico, which is technically us, but they used Apple pay like everywhere. So it was super really? easy. Yeah. I didn't even need to have cash. Um, they use us dollars anyway, but so it kind of depends. And I think that the world is kind of catching up to like more of the like credit card and and I love using my credit cards when I can because I do get points um, yeah that makes sense yeah. when I was in Puerto Rico I was a nanny for an MLB player and his kids cool were like old like 17 like and I was probably 22 when this was happening <laughs> and then there was the little the other marriage and so they were like eight and six and then there's like 15 and 17 okay. you know and they liked each other which was sweet but as you would guess, the older kids wanted to party and their parents were partying and all these people, it was New Year's, were like doing coke and stuff. And yeah, the kid goes and takes the dad's cocaine and shows me it. Can I not say this on here, Sonia? It's not a cuss word. And I was like, dude, you can't do that. Like, you can't. Like, this is my only job is to not let you do that, right. you know? And then everyone was sleeping and I was like, well, where did you get it? Like, we need to put it back. Your dad's going to look for it, right? The party's tonight. And he's like, it was on top of the TV stand. And the TV stand weirdly was like 10 feet tall, like a big armoire kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, great. But he took a nap. And then I took the little baggie and just walked by it and just flicked it up. And by the grace of God, it like landed where it was supposed to. But then we went out anyway. And I don't even know what was going on. I'm sure I was drinking too, because I was 22 and that's what I did. And I was driving the team like van and I was, didn't know the directions or anything these kids are like pretty much passed out in the van and I'm driving down the road the wrong way. I get pulled over in the middle of the night, like 1, 2 a.m. And the cops are like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just driving these kids home. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, well, you're driving down the road the wrong way. Like, get it together. And I drop, name dropped like who we were with, like the, the player. And they're like, okay, well, go back to the house, you know? And then I'm like, okay, okay, thanks. Which way? It's pitch black dark on those dirt roads. And then literally Katie and Sonia, like five seconds later, I'm just going the wrong way, doing it again. It was kind of like on Bridesmaids when she's just going back and forth in front of the cop, breaking the rules. And I got pulled over twice. Oh my God. <laughs> and he's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm, I don't know where I am. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah lucky though that we were just like probably a baseball fan kind of guys you know right but this well, conversation is making me remember lots of weird stuff and you had kids in the car he's probably like this chick needs to get these kids home yeah, and those, but the kids like had like little 
you know, pipes and stuff. Like I was like, we're gonna go to jail. You're like Chris Farley on the bus, like. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember the girl like wanted to go meet up with the boy. You know, all the things you don't want to deal with. Yeah, all the things that teens are into. Yeah, Yeah. we went though. I think I took them. (laughs) You're a good babysitter. They were like, wow. They're like, she's cool. She's the best. I'm like, we could have died. Yeah. You're like invited to the next trip. Time yeah. to go to the mall. You, do you go to clubs? Like, I feel like that's in Mexico, Puerto Rico. Anytime I was like younger, so we'd go party, Costa Rica. But I don't think I do that now. I think that's where you can run into trouble. Yeah, no, I don't. I did when I was solo traveling. I did a lot. But I was also, I had some incidents where I was like, just, I need to be careful. And yeah. like, well, you mentioned you're a huge target and that's your like cartel. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. At the beginning. But like bar crawls are fun and that kind of thing. But then like, yeah, clubbing and getting girly wild, not really. That's where you can get taken kind of situations that freak me out. You no, know, I think that was like one of my first kisses in a club in Mexico. And he just like put his nasty ass tongues in my mouth. So gross. That is gross. Teddy, one of your first kisses was in Costa Rica. Let's be real. Oh. Uh uh. With a guy named Noodlehead. No, Mexico was first because I was in high school. Wow, I like that they're international for your first. Yeah. I guess I did a lot of this stuff a long time ago and it's like feels like another time do you feel like that like you're like you know I've been to Australia I've been to France I've been whatever but it's like that was another version of you so are you gonna recycle through some of your favorites or keep checking off new places uh it's like every time I go to a new place I add like 30 more places to my bucket list I like to go to new but I also like to go to old because then I don't feel as pressured to go tourist I can just kind of like Paris my brother lives there so I can go and I can sit at the cafe and I don't have to like go see the sites because I've seen them Mm. so a mix is good yeah well we always end all of our interviews with this question and I feel like since you're a soul sister like we are you'll appreciate it but what makes you feel most alive oh wow I think it's, well, I feel most alive when I am traveling, but when it's like, I'm with it, with people that make me feel really connected. I feel really like I'm having a fun time. It's free and easy. Um, so I love like wellness retreats where I can have aspects of meditation and yoga, but also sightsee, but like, feel like I'm grounded. So I'd say, you know, traveling but also being grounded if you can pick two those are like when I'm home I love coming home and I love traveling but I I have to have a mix of the two in order to feel like most myself if that makes sense yeah it makes sense like having that intentional time of the day or that connection with the people around you and it to be like flowy and like you said free yeah oh gosh this girl's at breakfast because I've been on those trips Yes. Like it definitely when it's people that make you feel like your truest self, like inspire you or just get you that kind of thing. 
but I also like to be alone. So I have to have a mix of that as well. So I'm a complicated being. Well, <laughs> you're doing it. You're doing it your way and that's good. Yeah. That makes you feel alive. Yes, sure yeah. does. That's beautiful. So I want to highlight this. You are hosting your own retreats worldwide. Yeah. And I'm so impressed by you because it just speaks to how well and how much of an expert you actually are at travel is because your Croatia trip next year in 2024 sold out in what? A couple of weeks? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah. It was crazy. And anyone who's ever hosted a retreat knows it is, you know, quite a task to be able to fill up a 20 person retreat. So um, I know yours is sold out, but tell people what you're doing and where they can find you and hopefully they can join your next retreat. Yeah. I'm thinking of potentially doing more. We're going to Croatia next May. There's a wait list. There's three people on the wait list. So you can add yourself if you're interested. Um, it's seven days to the Dalmatian coast in Croatia, but I might do more trips. I'm kind of still thinking about it. Um, there's a there's a possibility that I do more either after that or before that. Um, but I also have travelingspud.com, which is my blog, traveling spud on TikTok, Instagram. And then um, I also have a travel course. So if you are interested in learning long-term, like more on long-term travel, um, I have an entire, like, I think it's like nine module course on what to do, how to pack, safety tips, all that, where I dive really deep. You do? I yeah. didn't know that. I know I don't promote it very often, but it's on my site. Good. Summer travels. How often do you update the blog? I write blogs like maybe once a week. Sometimes I do no nothing in one month. Sometimes it's like five in a month. It kind of depends. But I've been kind of taking a break this summer, but usually like once a month. I mean, once a week. Are your social so videos much, like there's embedded? There's so much content on there. Can't yeah. you search for what people want? Because you've been like everywhere. Yeah, I haven't written about a lot of places still, but there's it's a good source of traffic for like a lot of people go to the blog and then they'll find me through that and come to my Instagram and stuff like that. But Instagram, I mostly am posting reels, videos of things to do around Idaho or around any of my trips, travel tips, unique stays, that kind of thing. Yeah, everyone follow Katie and then look at all of her highlights of all her places she's been. It's really impressive. And then you do kind of do like a micro highlight of the Pacific Northwest in Idaho, which yeah. is really cool because if you are looking for domestic travel, people don't, I don't think people aren't like, oh yeah, let's go to Idaho. But there's so much if you want to be unplugged and explore and really be in mother nature, it's a beautiful place to come and discover and connect. So um, definitely check out Katie on Instagram at Traveling Spud. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll talk to you all day long. Idaho, we have over 130 soakable hot springs. People get mad at me when I promote the state, but you know what? It's beautiful. It's, uh, I it's drove fun. up to McCall for your wedding ar around New Year's Eve. I cried when I was driving. I was by myself in the car because it because it was snowing. And with the trees and the river, it was the most, one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I love and that. I've been here over two years now and it's still beautiful to me. So to hear that. Follow Katie, get her tips. <laughs> Thanks. Go somewhere new, right? Yeah. Be get safe. Inspired. Be yeah. safe.
Well, thanks for being on, Katie. We love you. Thanks for having me. Love you guys. You too. Bye. Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week. 